Hey y'all, this is Ralph Santala, and you're listening to the MHOG Podcast. Crank it up. And welcome back to the Metal Hand of God Podcast. I am your host, Wayne. And as always, the right-hand man that is not in the same room with me. It's the rum guy. <laughs> That's right. Uh, today, we have a very, very special guest. And I know I will not fuck up his name like I do everybody else's name. Uh, Ms. <laughs> Mr. Brian Ingram is joining us today. Hey, no, you did not butcher it. I'm, I'm, I, but you know, I've got an easy name. So. Right, right. Sometimes, I mean, dude, like I, I, I mess up everybody. Screw up Smith. Yeah, I do. It's terrible. It's horrible. And I feel so bad because sometimes I'll be like, "Hey, let me go through with your last name so I make sure when I do announce you, I don't screw it up." And you know what? I screw it up anyway. So, um, I, I feel your pain, brother. <laughs> I, I do. Um, I, I'm an um. Uh, MC at a casino and we have to announce winners and oh. i'm like the winners come up on the screen and i'm like potato kowski i don't know you know and and i'll ask them beforehand you know like or like at a slot tournament that we run um i'll ask them say what's your name how do you pronounce that and i'll still fuck it up every time oh yeah dude yeah i I just don't understand. Like sometimes I'll I'll be like I'm ready. I got the name. I'm good, and then it comes out like, and say the guy's name is Smith, and there's Tom, Mr. Johnson. No, wait, that is oh, not right. right. Oh, <laughs> okay, so I don't feel so bad then. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian is from the show, the Cock and Crow show, the podcast. Y'all should go watch it. It's very fucking cool. I like I told you before, man. I've watched I've watched two episodes. I'll be honest. I'm not gonna lie. I watch only only could watch two episodes because I with, with my three year old and then you know work and all that stuff. I couldn't really watch a bunch of them, but very We're cool, very 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 cool show, man. I enjoy. I like the video aspect of your show actually because like we don't do video as you can as most people all know. We do have a video segment type thing on YouTube that we do some things where we do stupid shit where we eat hot stuff or do you know whatever we feel like doing that's what YouTube is for man right it's for the stupid shit right and then that's what we do I, well, you focus done. you focus a lot on uh, local music scenes correct yes yeah uh, unsigned independent rock music mainly tell us a little bit about that how'd you decide to to focus more on that side well um it's Eric and I have been friends for like uh, 30 years. So um, we've always teased that uh, we were in the same band, just not at the same time. Uh, <laughs> we both play bass. So I've replaced him. He's replaced me in the same band a couple of times. That's funny. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've always had a love for music. And then I got into video and I started doing this stupid shit on YouTube and um, then got out of that or whatever. But uh, we got together and we were talking like, man, let's do a podcast. But what are we going to do it about? Uh <gasps> Unsigned independent music. Okay. Beautiful. And and we're like, all right, don't know what are we gonna call it. Now this is the this is the tough part. This was the toughest part of the whole thing. You know, getting the getting the equipment set up, not a problem. Uh, learning the programs that we, you know, the software and shit. That that was easy compared to coming up with a name because we always knew it was gonna be <laughs> something and the crow show. You know, because we have called him Scarecrow or Crow. I mean, hell, he was called that before I ever met him. You know, over thirty years ago. Mm -hmm. And I mean, at one time we were going to be called the Bubba and Crow Show. Now nah, that didn't work. 
And then we were going to try Bubba Spank and Crow Show. Because, I, look, I've had so many fucking nicknames, it's unreal. And, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anywhere from dickhead to asshole to whatever. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's bad. But I was driving home from work one day, and I passed this giant fucking rooster at uh, that was at a general store on the side of the highway. And I was like, wait a minute. What's another? Because... Rooster actually used to be one of my nicknames because, you know, Carrot Top, Redhead, whatever. Sure. And I'm like, wait a minute, the Rooster and Crow Show? Not quite. What's another name for the Cock and Crow Show? And as soon as I said the Cock and Crow Show out loud to myself, I was like, that's it. And then I told him, and he's like, hey, that's it. So, but yeah, that's, that's a, that's a, I guess, a short version of how it all came together. That's a, it's an amazing thing. It is always the hardest thing, no matter what you're doing, when you want to like, uh, come up with a band name or, or a name oh, for God. this or so it's it's always the worst man because it, you, you can it's there's too many ways you could go with it you know yeah yeah i mean I, I had the same problems when i was doing my stuff on youtube i was like what am i going to call it so i just stuck with the brian ingram show and then i had another show called the creation corner or whatever but yeah the cock and crow show was probably the hardest name i've ever come up with or the hardest time i've ever coming up with a name yeah, we kind of we kind of fell into ours. Uh, the Metal Hand of God actually was a uh, video game crew. We were all together on Xbox Live and playing games together. And uh, uh, one of our, our other friends, who is no longer on the show, he re- actually retired. Once we, re- we reached 500, he decided he had enough shows behind his belt because he was doing other podcast as well he does a lot of stuff and plus he's got another a lot of irons in the fires other places <laughs> right too. so he was like i gotta right. retire i said no problem but uh he he came to me and he was like hey man you know i'm i'm, I'm doing a uh, podcast for uh the comic book shop that i work for would you mind doing one with me about the avengers and i was like yeah sure so i ended oh, up damn. doing it with him and i was like first thing i thought was i could do we could do this i was like i so i pitched it to rome i was like dude you think we could do something like this with the guys from the you know the gaming stuff and he's like yeah fuck it let's try he said yeah it'll never last and look at us now yeah look at us now we're fucking seven years behind this thing and you know oh, wow yes yeah, seven years and uh this is this will be 510 is the ep- uh 511 is this episode yeah yeah we've only been doing ours for uh well, we're going on three years. We're getting ready to have our uh, third year celebration. Um, that's coming up in what April twenty seventh. I hope you don't mind the shameless plug. No, no, no please plug plug, plug, <laughs> plug everything, uh, dude. But now uh, we finally decided on a venue. It's going to be at the Naked Turtle in Jackson, Tennessee. Um, right now we've got two bands, and you guys probably know these bands. Uh, they're from your area. Uh, we've got Nine Slug and yes. the Ball Dog Project. Yeah, I know both of them. Yes. Yeah, we've got them coming up, and then we're trying to find a third band, you know, a local band, somebody yeah. from here. So, um, yeah, that's coming up. Actually, we, Eric and I both will be uh, down in Prairieville um, March 23rd. Nice, so, nice. Yeah, hanging out with the slugs. Yeah. Hey, so man, if cool. you guys ever come towards the, uh, the New Orleans and Metairie area, let me know. And uh, whenever, because I book shows at a, at a venue out here, so if ever you guys want to come down and go see, go see the show, walk, would it? no, 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 it, uh, it's Babylon. It's right around but a corner. It's right around a corner from Twist, though. Yeah, because uh, that's where we were the first time we came down. We uh, at at Metairie, um, Nine Slug was playing that night. So yeah, yeah, no, uh, I, I I've done I've booked some shows at the Twist. In fact, a lot of our stuff we like I got married at the Twist online, which is really funny. Oh wow, that's a hell of a place to get married. Well, man. I got married twice. 
Uh, I got actually the same we, person. Yeah, we got married the same tw- twice in one day. the The second time was a huge surprise to me. Uh, our after party, quote quote unquote, like reception was at the the twist because that's where we met. Okay. So I got a bunch of bands that knew us and you know together we we had a giant party there, and oh, yeah. um, these guys surprised me with one of them got ordained and they they married us again in front of like 150 wow. 200 people yeah it was really cool hell yeah so that was a Shit. very metal wedding hell yeah no, my last wedding was at uh, actually I think all three of my weddings. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, the first one was at the uh, county clerk's office, and then and the second one was at a little, like, uh, Chapel of Love-type place. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, my last marriage was at a county clerk's office, at the same county clerk's office. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway. Wow. That, sorry, it's a bit of a sore subject right now. Uh, oh, I can imagine. I, yeah, it sucks, man. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I'm still with the same one. I've been with her for quite a while. 47 years. It feels like it. Feels like it. Damn, you've been together right. as long as I've been alive. How about that? <laughs> but um, here, since um, you're the you're you're big into that music area up there, uh, tell us what. How do you feel the music scene is uh, going on up? Uh, well, you're in Tennessee, correct? Right, right, West Tennessee. Um, to be honest, it's uh, a little hokey. Um, it's uh, for some reason, man. They they seem to be competitive, and they shouldn't be. Okay, um, the bands they, or the venues. Um, the bands. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, I've played more shows than you, or this, that. You know, it's just no, it shouldn't be like that. I mean, you should be working together to grow the scene. You know, help help a buddy exactly. out. That but is. at the but now at the same time, I've seen it that way. You know, where, uh, say for instance, I'd be at a show and the roadies were the other bands. You know, <laughs> the, the other bands would come in and help. The, you know, the previous band get their shit off stage, mainly probably just so they could get theirs back on. But, you know, but I have seen both sides. But, yeah, here recently it seems a little, you know, just competitive that where it shouldn't be. Is it is it possibly because the is there a lot of venues that these bands can play or is oh, the venues kind of hit or miss? Not anymore. I mean, we ha- we used to have a good one. It was uh, called the Emporium in uh, Jackson. And actually, that's where we got our start. Um, funny how that happened too but um now there's not really a whole lot in jackson i mean now if you go down towards memphis you know yeah there's a lot more but uh i don't i haven't really i try to stay out of memphis because <laughs> well it's memphis um <laughs> it's just horrible that's what that's what new orleans or metairie people say about new orleans yeah it's well, like <laughs> it's, it's, that no matter where you are you know it's like the Jersey people don't want to go to New York and vice versa. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's real, it's finicky. That's, that's probably a good word. Okay. Well, that's cool. It's good to see there's a music scene, uh, especially with the, is it, is it, would you say there's more of a, uh, a harder rock scene or is it more of a, is it a mix? It's probably more of a mix. I mean, I see a lot of the, uh, what I call pop rock, you know, like, um, I mean, three days, um, no, not three days, grace uh three doors down uh gotcha. that kind of uh sean you know that kind of style uh, okay. I, see, I see there are some really heavy and i mean heavy bands around here too and then yeah a good mix uh then you've got somebody that's got a little bit more bluesy like uh, jupiter stone or um the skeleton crew that you know that kind of vibe uh, hers is another one that's got that that uh 
I wouldn't say country, but um, softer side. So mm-hmm. no, you said you were uh, you you both of you uh, were in bands. You're both bass players. What yes. uh, what was your scene like? What did you do when you were? Are you still in a band? Uh, no, I I, uh, I gave up playing. Oh my god. Uh, what about 2003 i think is when i finally decided that i, I sucked and uh <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna play anymore uh i mean i still have my love for music i still have a guitar over here and you know i started out on rhythm guitar and then swapped to bass but sure um at the time man it was it was decent you know i mean it was uh there was that camaraderie you know and uh, of course you always have the the one band that nobody wants to play with Oh, that's always yeah. Because because they're all dicks, and you know their their lead singer is the biggest dick of round, and <laughs> thinks that just because they you know got signed or whatever, you know, yeah, fuck Oops. you, I don't need you no more. Oh, I'm sorry, that's <laughs> going on a rant there. No, um, <laughs> that actually happened. I'm not going to mention any names, but that actually did happen with one of the bands that we were playing with. They got signed. Of course, once they got signed, they had to change their name. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, they were good, but they were it, the the lead singer was a dick. I mean, he just there's no other word to describe him. He was just a dick. But uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it it has changed, but it hasn't changed. And you know, since 2003 when I was playing, um, it's it, finicky. It's it's always seems to be finicky. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, dude, I I still do. I, I sing in a hardcore band, so you know, it's like. We deal with uh, you talking about clicks and stuff, and and that's what it is. That's down here. the word. That's the word. I was thinking clicks. Yeah, like down here they have clicks. If you're not friends with this these bands, you're not gonna get shows with these bands. If you're not friends with this venue, you're not gonna get shows at that venue. If you're not this, if you're not that. Well, since I do booking at, at the Babylon, I I strictly I'm pretty much the only person who does the booking there, and um. I'll book anybody. When I mean anybody, I mean anybody. I have a fucking um, honky tonk show coming up. Like the like these guys that they, they wanted to do a show. I'm like, well, fuck it, come on, I'll take you on. I don't care. I'm not. I'm about music and I'm about building something. And and I've always been that way. And I don't give a shit if the bands. Don't even match. Like, I'll take a fuck the honky-tonk guys, and I'll put them with, like, this death metal band. I don't care. Let's put them together. Let's see what happens. Some you know? death honky-tonk. Right. You know? Makes, well, yeah, no, it's good. You know, that that's actually good because that way you get a variety, and you don't necessarily – I've noticed that, like, if you book a show that's got all three or four or whatever, every band playing has the same style or genre or whatever – that crowd, yeah, sure, they're going to get along a little bit better, but they're also, I don't know, trying to find the words here. It's, they're going to get bored. It, it, exactly, because it's the same thing. But now if you throw a little variety in there, they won't be as bored. Right, and that's what I tend to do with all my shows. Like I, I like to have kind of the same genre on some of them, you know, especially if it's like the really heavy guys. Like I'm like, okay, I can maybe string along maybe like one rock band with this death metal band and kind of be okay, but you can't really like throw an acoustic act opening up for a death metal band because it doesn't work. Right. But we're having, we're actually having that same problem with our birthday bash that we're planning. I mean, you've got nine slug and the bald dog project and, and they go hand in hand with their styles, but trying to get somebody from up here that matches that is not easy. Yeah. You guys down there fucking rock, man. Thanks, that man. fucking that uh, Bayou metal and yeah. uh, acoustic. I mean, it's just yeah, unfucking believable. Yeah, man. I 
it's really cool, man. The way the way I I really like those two bands too a lot. Like those guys are fucking great. Well, oh man, gotta yeah. be, there's got to be some good bands up there and and around Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee's known for has always at least since I've known it's always been known for music one way or another. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we do have some good bands in the area, but they're either booked. Uh, that same weekend, like uh, one of them, we've got uh, Cage and Elliot. They're going to be, I think their CD release party is going to be that same night. And oh. then uh, I've got another buddy who's in a band called Collision Theory, but that lucky motherfucker's getting opened up for Flaw on the same night. So, eh. nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then one of them actually turned us down, which surprised me. Huh. Yeah. Um, but there was, there's some political issues. And when I say politics, I mean politics. I'm not talking like, uh, uh, you know, like like the orange guy. Um, right, right. I'm, yeah. I'm talking right. politics, like you know, behind the scenes politics, like wrestling or wrestling or whatever. Right. It's it, it, it's it's these guys. Well, he said, she said, bullshit. Nobody exactly, wants to get along. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's a bunch of that. So. And and what I always tell people is like when they're like, oh, well, can we play with this, this, and this? And I'm like, look, well, I'll tell you right now. I said, I usually tell them this when I'm booking shows. I'm like, look. I booked most of the bands on this on these bills, like hands down. If you want somebody on the bill specifically, tell me, or you know, let's get them on there. If not, you're gonna play with whoever I put on this bill. I don't give a shit if you like them or you don't like them. This is the bill. I'm sorry. Have that power though. You're the one running that show, right? And, well, damn, I'm about to eat my own words. You, you you just proved a point. So are you. You know. So. so that's what I'm trying to say. Is like, look, you guys want to play this show or you don't want to play the show. Don't make, don't give me the runaround. You know what I'm saying? I say like, you got to, you just got well, to tell them. Flat out told us why they wasn't going to play, and I'm like, well, okay, that's your choice. Yeah, you know, we'll somebody else. Yeah, okay. Well, fuck you guys. I'll talk to you later. Then. Don't don't yeah. don't expect me to fucking book you on something else. Right, right. Although uh, shortly after they turned us down, they did send us a brand new single. <laughs> so yeah. well, that was ballsy yeah yeah that's yeah, kind of like hey hey we're not gonna do that for you but do me a favor listen to this right. and play it on your show right no <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna sit in the email for just a little bit like, hey you ever eat a bag of dicks well now it's time to exactly <laughs> you had that opportunity man so so you, you fucking blew it yeah. Well, I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to backtrack just for a second here too. I'm, back just, up, I'm, back just, up, I'm back. thinking about it. Uh, you said both you guys are bass players, and Wayne, you know how hard it is to find a bass player in right? the area. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, you guys must have been like the shit. You two were like, yeah, we just go bounce from band to band. Everybody needs a bass player. Uh, well, no, not really. Um, because like I said, I, I started out as a rhythm guitarist. So okay. Um. There was actually a time when we did play together. Um, I wouldn't really call it a band, hell, man. It was just three of us. Basically, all right, so the idea behind the Cock and Crow show is that it's uh, two of us. It was originally three of us. We did have uh, Jenny, uh, Jenny Bawalda Henley. She was uh, part of the you know, the foundation uh, when we got started. And like you said earlier, you know, she, uh, she had other things that she wanted to do, so she left the show. But... Um, there was a time when it was myself, Eric, and uh, another one of our friends, Jason, who is the lucky motherfucker that gets to open up for Flaw. Um, <laughs> God, that just irritates me. Actually, in a good way. I'm proud yeah, of him. Yeah. I'm very proud of him, but I'm jealous. You I'm know, jealous as a motherfucker. You know, as many times as the Flaw has played here, I have ne yet to see them, and it sucks because I really dig the band. I just yeah. See, I've never gotten to see them either. I've so. never gone to go see them. Like I'm like their first two records are great. I love them, but it's yeah. like, eh, 
I got other things I got to do. I can't really go see you guys right now. Sucks, yeah. but yeah, his wife was actually still trying to sell me a ticket. And I'm like, um, I can't do that. Uh, well, I mean, I could, you know, I could buy the ticket, but not go and not go, you know, because <laughs> I've got my own show that same night. But it's you know, <laughs> it's just you know. But yeah, no, I was um, I, the Concro show is basically just two of us just sitting around shooting the shit. And drinking, you know, I mean, fuck, dude, I have gotten so fucking wasted on this show. <laughs> um, I've gotten so wasted, man, that I've got scars. I literally have a scar on my right cheek from <laughs> from an episode. But uh, we used to actually do this exact same thing um, in this fucking one-bedroom apartment. And this was before the internet really took off and before, you know, you had YouTube. I mean, this is like back in the 90s. Right. Wow. Or early 90s. We're talking like... One, two, and three nineties. No, wait, I got out of the Navy in 93. Okay. So it was like mid nineties. There we go. 93, four and five, you know, that area. And I mean, yeah. So that was about the only time we ever really played together and didn't really get a full band going until later on about 95, 96, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I know it doesn't sound like it. I'm probably talking your ears off, but I'm normally shy and reserved. So I get that I, from you. I didn't really get out there. Yeah, but you put a microphone in front of my face. I'm going to talk your fucking head off. Um, but uh, it's just, you know, so we, I didn't really get out and try to play in other bands. I was pretty much just reserved to myself and said, hey, y'all want to play? Okay, I'll play. You know, I didn't go out looking. But now Eric has been in, well, you know what? I can't really say it's d- uh, different bands, uh, different band names. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it was, you know, the same uh, core of guys, you know, myself, Eric, Jason, there's Chris, our drummer. And then we had, uh, BJ and Robert and, and Jay, but we were all, you know, together and just, we would just change the names. You know, if the lineup changed, we'd change the band name. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. But, but we would all flip flop in, in and out. So. Well, you know, a lot but of, hey, a lot of music I, scenes are that way though, man. A lot of music scenes are incestuous towards their, their, you know, like so-and-so is in this band and in that band with that band, you know? Right. Um, but the one good thing that came out of all that, I was on the CD. So that's all that matters. <laughs> that's all that matters to me. I, well, I was on every song but one, and that was Robert. Robert was on the other one, but you know, the other song. Uh, Damn you, Robert! No, 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 no. He he was he was actually uh, the bass player that was going to be on the CD, but he backed out because uh, of the language that was going to be used, you know, there was a couple of fucks and shits in there and he didn't want to be part of it. Wow. And uh, yeah. So, um, Jason comes to me about a week before they're going into the uh, studio. And he's like, Hey man, got a proposition for you. You want to play bass on the, uh, CD? Fuck. Yeah. Oh, wait, I got to learn how to play bass <laughs> and, and learn the six songs in six days. So impressive. Impressive. Yeah. It was it was it was a pain in the ass, but I did it. So yeah, we were actually we're in the middle of recording a record right now. I'm just I'm waiting for them to finish all the music so I can go in there and do my thing. So it's right. Just, hey, yeah. well, you know what? I know this uh, show that's uh, based in West Tennessee. If you send them their music, man, I'm telling you, they'll get they'll, they'll get you some airplay. <laughs> really, man. All right, I'm gonna have to do that, man. I have to send you guys, uh, you know, some stuff whenever, or send that show. Sorry, <clears throat> yeah, send that show. Some, some, you some know, I stuff. do, I do miss uh, studio recording. I, I always thought that was probably the best part of doing it. Really, I like really actually doing I f- live shows. I fucking hate it. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Everybody it. else hated it around me, but I freaking love studio work. Yeah, but it dude, great. but dude, you're 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 coming like you're a DJ guy too. 
Well, I am. Yeah. Now I'm, but what I do I'm, that. But yeah. Originally I, I was also a bass player. Yeah, he was. So uh, dozen. yeah, now we're down a dozen apparently. Um, but, uh, yeah, I did so bass player and then I went from bass and I did lead, but either way, when it came to either one of those, I, I really enjoyed the, uh, the time in the studio. And, uh, we had a, we had a really great studio in Georgia. Um, and it was, uh, it was just really kind of cool, man. You got that really good vibe. You go into the room, it's got all the boards, you know, you're sectioned off into a lot of different areas, you know, you can do the takes and stuff and tweak it and that. And I just love doing that. I think, you know, and, and now I do the, uh, the DJ stuff. So. Like this is this is my opinion of recording. Okay, if a band goes into recording and they are not um, a tight knit group of friends, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Well, that's tough. That it way, will yeah. it will end the band. Yeah. Your band will be done. You will not finish that record, and the band will be finished. Well, that's you. You just got to be. You know, it's tough. You, it's very hard to come across that type of. Uh, single mindset when you when you're in a group yeah you know because yeah and then all the arguments and the little nitpicky shit comes out and right. i get that yeah recording but, recording uh, will kill a band if you're not strong enough believe me yeah yeah it, absolutely my favorite uh part of all of it was being on stage same you know i, I, like of course, stage. I, I, I have i still suffer from stage fright but once you get a couple of beers in me hey i'm good uh, <laughs> and so, you know, but I still, I've always, I've, me personally, I've always enjoyed entertaining people. You know, if I can bring a smile to somebody's face, then, hey, I'm good. You know, that mm-hmm. helps me. Well, that's, inside. that's what I like to. I, 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 you know, I've, I've been a front man the whole time. I've never, I've never uh, played an instrument. I mean, I can dick around on guitar a little bit, you know, here and there. I'm not fucking Steve Vai or, or even fucking like, uh, I don't know, some retarded child playing on a guitar. I'm not even that close. <laughs> but... Yeah. I suck too. That's why I quit playing. <laughs> but, but I, lo- I look. I can control an audience like it's nobody's business as a front man, and I really enjoy it. Like it's fun. Like I can interact with these people and talk to them, and and like, like in the band we're in now, like I'll have like ten guys that surround us on the floor, and they'll, they'll like sing the songs with me and it's really fucking cool you know it's just like that, oh. yeah that is an awesome feeling when when your crowd is singing your song back to you yeah and, and it, the best part is like these are just bands that have played with us because we don't have anything recorded so these, these guys are just like doing what i do you know because they've seen us so many times right it's, it was it's just it's a great experience and it's super fun and i love being live shows or where it's at for me you know, I, I just like, like you said, you like to put a smile on people's faces and entertain them. And that's what I feel like. I like that too. Especially even with the fucking podcast, you know, like I yeah. hope, I hope people laugh and, 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 uh, take us serious and listen to us and enjoy our shows. Yeah. I mean, cause you can be deep and funny at the same time. Yeah. Oh, you can. Yeah, for sure. George Carlin, prime oh. example right there. Oh yeah. hundred percent. He was a very smart man. I mean, when you actually sit down and listen to his interviews. Oh Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 an intelligent man, and he or he was. It's a shame he's gone, but right. uh, uh, he was he was one of the. Uh, uh, I think he was a little ahead of his time too. I mean, he he did he did his craft for a very long time, but his views and the way he came across, uh, it was definitely uh, in the wrong era. Yeah, for a Dude lot of people. Such a command of the English language. Oh, he did, did he ever? Oh my gosh! It just some of the words that he used. I'm like, my dictionary. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, like shit. Dig flip and, and, like, oh, okay. 
dick there's a lot of a lot of comedians uh a lot of comedians that had uh that are super intelligent that uh you know and now they're gone i another good example of that was uh robin williams oh don't make me cry man yeah man. I know, he, he was absolutely he was he was a genius yeah he was I, when when i got the news about robin williams i literally cried and he's the only celebrity death that's the only celebrity death that i personally have ever cried about i mean i grew up I mean, you guys grew up with him yeah and yeah. uh and he wasn't you know it just I'm wasn't modeled, his time i modeled a lot of what i do after him yeah, it's, it's just it was it was just a really you know sad moment because it's kind of like you see this man who's constantly you know just making other people laugh and and be happy and deep down inside he was just fucking destroyed he, you know yeah he fucked up man i mean anytime you know this is not to take anything away from anybody that has committed suicide but no cuz i've personally been close to that level myself but i think we all have it at least once it's in just, our lives you know, oh my god i don't i don't forgot where i was going with that but <laughs> <laughs> it, well no man cuz you know robin robin touched me um in so many ways that it just you know like i said i, I model a lot of what i do after what he did you know uh, him and carlin and hell even Pryor, richard Pryor, and eddie murphy and you oh, know yeah. that core of comedians you know that group yeah, there's so much talent in those those eras and uh, there's uh back uh with robin um i remember um might have been one of his first hbo specials um it was one of them or something like that do you think the what the one where he at he came at the end of the show and he was uh he had a trench coat on and a little hat he was he was pretending he was an old man and he was sitting on the bench and he was feeding imaginary pigeons and he had this huge monologue and everybody thought that it was going to be funny and it wasn't it was absolutely serious yeah and then you heard in the audience, i mean that was one of the most emotional endings to a, a comedic performance I had ever seen. And I just thought at that point, he's like, this man is an absolute genius. And you knew though, in the words that he said, if, if you go back and find it, I wish I could remember the name of the, the, the show that that was on, what, what special that was. Um, but just type, just Google Robin Williams, old man speech. I think it comes up. Okay. Um, I'll but, have to check that out. The one that sticks in my mind is uh, an evening at the Met. Okay. Yeah, um, where uh, he, he comes out and he says, howdy, oops, wrong opera house. You know, it, it just <laughs> that's the way he started the show. And, and then I believe at the end of that one, he was pretending that he was uh, talking with his daughter, Zelda. Uh-huh. They were or maybe it was his son. I don't know. But anyway, it was one of his children that he was pretending to. It, it was it was that uh, deep emotional uh, monologue like you're describing, you know, it yeah. just and I, yeah, I dude, I fucking love that guy. Yeah, it's a shame. But there's uh, there's a lot of comedy, uh, a lot of local comedy, not just bands. And I'm sure your area, I know there's quite a bit down there in uh, in Louisiana as well. Oh yeah, you know our brother Kyle Smith is out. He he, uh, one of our uh, also one of our members and hosts of the show. Uh, he's a comedian, and he actually just moved to L.A. to try to make it big. So, oh wow, yeah man, so, yeah, he's been so, fucking doing his shit. Time out for just a second. So you've got a friend and co-host or whatever that, whose last name is Smith, yes. and yet you still fucked up the last name Smith. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I call it. You know, I'm no, sorry. no, 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 no. That was. That I'm, was glad, I'm glad that came full circle. That was, was kind of like a, a a rum joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which, man, we're gonna take a break here. We're gonna uh, 
run a commercial for uh, the Fillmore. So here we go. Give me a few seconds and we'll be back. Coming to the Big Easy, New Orleans, are you ready? Are you ready? And here's another major concert announcement from the Metal Hand of God podcast in association with the Fillmore. Ladies and gentlemen, March 1st, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, Drop Kick Murphy's, live on stage at the Fillmore, New Orleans. That's right, Drop Kick Murphy's, March 1st. Get your tickets now before this concert sells out. They always do. The Fillmore, New Orleans' premier concert venue. Dropkick Murphys. One of the best shows you will see this year. You heard it here first from the Metalhead of God in association with the Fillmore, New Orleans. Another great show from the Fillmore. Get your tickets at LiveNation.com. Get ready for something exciting. If you've never seen Dropkick Murphys before, now is your chance. Get your tickets at LiveNation.com. Dropkick Murphys. March 1st. Get those tickets today. All right, so yeah, that's our uh, Fillmore ad. So that's uh, the concert is. When is that concert, Rum? You have all the information in front of you. You always do. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I I should have it in front of me, but I don't. But if you are uh, listening to this, uh, you need to go check out the website. Yes. All the concert information is on there. Uh, just click on the picture of the concert. It'll take you right there to the film uh, Live Nation ticket. And you can check out all the prices. Yep, you can buy your tickets off tickets. of you go straight to our website and buy all the tickets, buy everything you want, whatever you want from there. Uh, and I was gonna say something, but now I fucking don't remember what I was gonna say. And it's called Alzheimer's, my friend. And no, yeah, I'll think of it. I think of it. It's something to do with the Fillmore and uh, upcoming shows, but I don't remember what the fuck I was gonna say. Oh no, I wasn't gonna say that. I was gonna talk about the show that we went to at the Fillmore. Yes. There you go. That's what I was going to do. So uh, we got to go to the very first show at the Fillmore. Uh, It's a a beautiful fucking venue, man. Um, It's Where where is it located now? uh, It's in the heart of New Orleans. It's actually connected to Harrah's Casino, the big big casino in, in the city. Um, and the venue itself, it's, it's so fucking cool. Cause like you go in and it's like an elevator that brings you up and you go into this big room. It opens when the, when the doors open the elevator, what you walk into like this lobby with, and that's where it had all the, um, you know, the t-shirts and this and that and this stuff and, uh, the bathrooms and whatnot. There's like, and then there's like special little bars and all kind of shit in this room. And then when you walk through, you make a right. And then that's where the damn auditorium is. Now this, when I mean auditorium, it holds probably I'd say it holds anywhere between fifteen hundred to two thousand people. So it's huge. That's a big venue. Yeah, it, it's a fucking massive place. 
Um, so it was very cool. We got to go in. The staff was awesome. Like they were just like, "What can we get for you?" What and, and you know all this kind of shit. So it was very cool. Uh, and also, uh, I went with myself, my wife, and we brought my son. So like this was his very first concert ever. He's three I years. See I see you got headphones for him, so the music wasn't too loud. Oh yeah, we had to. We had to. I mean, I wasn't gonna like let him go there with no- nothing. So we got some uh, sound blocking headphones for him and. Um, Anyway, but dude, he was so into it; it was crazy. So the first show there was uh, Coheed and Cambria. Uh, we we just got there just to watch them. Uh, we didn't get to see the opening band Foxing, but I heard they were very good. People were saying they were a great band, so mm-hmm. that was cool. But uh, my son was the star of the show. We walked in, and everyone was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" You know, like this little dude is here. <laughs> <laughs> and all these well, you're not expecting to see a three-year-old yeah yeah and all on. and like all these uh all these like you know scantily clad women and and their boyfriends and whatnot are all running up to him and he's like all the, all the scantily clad boyfriends too wow. yeah yeah giving him high fives and shit and uh well, actually, I mean, y'all are y'all are in new orleans right it's right true. right okay. uh, and caitlin actually her and my son got on their uh their Facebook, like there's a big ass picture of them, just them staring there watching the show. It's fucking, oh, cool. it's so fucking cool, man. But no, yeah, yeah. They, what'd you say? I was gonna say I I I saw Coheed and Cambria play uh, a long time ago. They came into uh, into uh, Savannah. As a matter of fact, I do you remember the? Uh, well, you were there. You were with the Jinx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that place. Yeah, they they played there. Nice. And, uh, I bet you that was the was, same tour that they did when they came down uh, here for the very first time, and uh, my friend's band. They opened up for my friend's band. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, which was very cool too because it was at an all ages venue, it was a small, small place, and yeah. that's before. I mean, that was. I think they may have their first record out. You know, they have, they have a great. They had a great sound. Very <laughs> phenomenal musicians. They just really know what the fuck they're doing. That's for yeah, sure. They're, they're extremely talented, man. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what was your, I, I know you've said it before. What was y'all's, uh, uh, Wayne, your first concert you ever went to? Oh, my very, very first concert as a child, I was 11 and I went to see, my dad took me to see, uh, Jethro Tull at the, um, at the zoo. Nice. They used to do shows at the Audubon Zoo and we went to see Jethro Tull, which was very cool. And then like, I think it was like, uh, I might've been 13 for my next one and that was iron maiden and uh yeah never looked back after that <laughs> what about you sir uh my first concert i think i was 12 and i went and saw kiss yeah wow the, Animal- the animalized tour i believe uh crocus opened up for him uh nice. the- cow. crocus the- yes at the mid-south coliseum in memphis yeah i was super that was free cool. pyramid day yeah Holy Man. Cow, um, uh, Ace Freely opened up for Iron Maiden when I saw him, so that was cool. Hell yeah. I think my second concert was, uh, now I know my second concert was uh, David Lee Roth um, during the Eat em and Smile tour, mm-hmm. and Faster Pussycat opened up for him. Wow. <laughs> yeah. God, I don't remember my first concert. I've been to so many. Really? You don't remember your I, first? How do you not remember I, your first, dude? I saw so many freaking weird, I mean, I, I could tell you in one month, in one month of concerts, I saw, and I can't remember if this was even back, how early this was. I saw um, Judas Priest, Prince, Def Leppard, 
the Oak Ridge Boys, and REO Speedwagon all I'll play in the same line. Like, that would be uh, a hell of a lineup if they were all on the same show. You should have yeah. seen all those freaking weird T-shirts I had, all the concert shirts, because I had a thing where I had to buy a shirt at every show, no matter what the show was. Yeah, but you know, back then they were only ten bucks. Now they're fucking forty-five. Yeah. yeah, they're expensive shit. But I mean, you could go into my closet and pull out like I got a Ray Stevens T-shirt. I've got Megadeth. I've got That's whatever. What's that? I said I actually got to meet Ray Stevens. Really? Oh, how cool! He's, yeah, he's supposed um, to be nice. I was working at, uh, I was a busboy, waiter, d- dishwasher, whatever. I was jack of all trades um, at the uh, the Loveless Cafe in Nashville. And uh, it was Ray Stevens and the guy that played Goober on the uh, Andy Griffith show. Awesome. Oh, yeah. They were all sitting at the at one of the tables or whatever. And, of course, I'm fixing to them. Well, no, it, it's not embarrassing anymore. But um, so, you know, I'm sort of I actually got to serve him coffee and, and all that. And then as they were getting ready to leave, they had left a pitcher on the table. So I immediately grabbed at the pitcher and I'm running out the door hollering, Mr. Stevens, Mr. Stevens, you forgot your pitcher. <laughs> and I, that was my experience with Ray Stevens. That's hysterical. That's amazing. Did he leave, did he leave it for you? See, I don't know, and if he did, I feel like shit now. <laughs> you yeah. know, instead of leaving you a tip, they just left a picture. Oh my god, dude! I got some great tips there, though. Um, one of them actually was like, uh, it ended up being like worth eighty bucks or sixty bucks. I can't remember. It was, it, it was a little bit of cash and about a, and a twelve pack of Budweiser. Oh, that's, wow, that's fucking awesome. great, dude. Um, I, well, see, because we we couldn't serve the alcohol, but they could bring their own in. And okay. so they brought their own in and left it there and with the cash. And I'm like, hey, nice tip. Yeah. You see, we don't know those kind of things like Louisiana, New Orleans area. We're, we're basically you can buy alcohol every day, all day. It doesn't matter. I know. That's yeah, I know. And I'm jealous. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie, man, because like, you know, after 3 a.m. here, you uh, nope, you cut off. And then Sundays, yeah, forget about it. You know, so you no. bought it Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, they like, uh, like if you go to the bars out here, like when we go to shows at Babylon or wherever, you know, uh, we can sit there until the, you know, six thirty in the morning if we want a beer, it's still there. You know, it's like doesn't matter. That's that's fucking awesome. Here, it's, everything shuts down at two thirty, and, <laughs> yeah. and that's bizarre to me because like, um, when uh, we went, uh, me I can about, sum it up in two words: uh-huh. Bible Belt. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. When well, me, actually, I'm in the buckle of the Bible Belt, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> when me and my wife went to uh, Alabama, we were kind of like, "Oh yeah, let's go, let's go." You know, it was kind of late. We got there about you know ten o'clock, so we went and got something to eat, and then we're like, "Let's go look around at some places." There was not a fucking thing open. Nothing. We're like, "What the fuck? Why is everybody closed?" <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, we're not home." Yeah, when I when I grew up in Pennsylvania, they had a thing. Um, the bars they, there they closed at two thirty. Um, but if you were in there, all they can't do this anymore, or at least legally they can't do it anymore. Um, they would, we would sit there, and didn't matter where we were, all these bars, uh, they would lock you in. They'd lock the doors and turn the lights down. And then the uh, police would uh, go up and down the roads, and then they'd knock on all the doors, making sure everybody was, you know, everything was closed up because they could reopen at uh, four. So if you're going to be in there from 2 30, you weren't getting back out until four. Damn. So you better you better know you're staying and spending some money, right? I, I, that's actually a good way to uh, to cut make down sure. on driving too. Yeah, yeah. you cut and, down. And drugs. Then those bars would those local bars always served breakfast. Oh, nice. So 
we would go for the for the what we call the the, uh, the drink the drinking brunch, and we go in and we go late. You know, we get to our last stop because you know we're young, stupid, and decide we're just gonna spend all weekend drinking. Um, and we get there uh, late, maybe 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and sit there and BS and having a good time. And at two thirty, that freaking everything shut off. And they make the big announcement, ring the bell, whatever they their little system was that they did. And then uh, they'd have one guy positioned by the front window. And the cops, they always made it a big deal because the cops knew. They're not stupid. They came through and they had their lights going, right? And, all, and then they'd have one guy walking down the sidewalk hitting doors with his nightstick. And as soon as your door was hit, you're good to go. Lights came back on. <laughs> <laughs> and the party continued. But you stayed there, and they always had. Uh, sometimes they had them catered, but they always had like, like full like breakfast buffets. Or sometimes if they had a restaurant attached, they just did it that way. But man, I miss those days. Man, it was so good. Well, I miss like, that. I wasn't even there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, you're right. It did really cut down on drunken driving. You know, I I would think, especially in those at least in those hours. I mean, you're pretty still hammered at four a.m. So I mean, well, yeah. But uh, the cops already got your car tagged when you go out there, so you just know. You just get better be careful. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, young and stupid, man. Yeah, drinking way too much. Oh and, God, yeah. I remember some shit about being young and stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah what happened? What Truth. happened? We got all older and responsible, and you guys got kids. And... <laughs> oh, sorry. Old, <laughs> <laughs> responsible. Yeah, old. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, you gotta be hey i gotta give you some credits you gotta be a little responsible you got a couple kids there you know well yeah i've actually got uh shit i've got two grown kids and five grandkids too so wow man congratulations yeah. man, you, you went through it man that's and you were in the, you were in the navy girls too. by the way they're all girls I've, except all for girls. one grandson i've got one grandson wow and i've got uh so yeah i've got three biological daughters and Five grand or four granddaughters and a grandson, and then of course I've got a stepdaughter and an adopted daughter. So man, you just need to get a jar of Nugenics and leave it in the house. You have some extra <laughs> testosterone sitting around. What? Yeah, I know what. Text all to four four five. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, man, that's a lot. And, of oh, and, and I was uh, raised by my mother with two sisters. So. Oh my God. Hmm. Well, you yeah. turned out okay, I guess. Yeah, you, I, you you flung some estrogen out of yourself. Man. That's all right, man. Swimming Great. in the estrogen ocean over here. For real. <laughs> Brave man. Brave man. You, you said you were in the Navy, too, back in the day, huh? Yes, yes. Um, sure. Yeah, I was. No. Um, <laughs> uh, well, no, here's the thing. I'm not proud of my time in the Navy, but okay. I'm proud that I served my country. Well, there you go. All right. That's, that's all. I did you know, some stupid shit. Young and stupid. Okay. Uh, um. Needless to say, I got kicked out um, uh -oh. because apparently they don't like it when you pretend you're a wrestler and you're throwing steel chairs at people. Um, oh. That's the thing that you, they don't I'll, tell you that at the front door. They just expect you to know it. So yeah. I can see what you, I, um, yeah. I, you know, I spent three days brig uh, bread and water, literally bread and water. You know, I'm sitting here fucking making a rabbit out of my damn uh, <laughs> slice of bread just so it would taste like rabbit or chicken or whatever. You know. <laughs> But yeah, no, I uh, I actually joined up. I, I signed up and was getting ready to go right before uh, the Persian Gulf, uh, the Hundred Days War, or whatever it was. Wow, yeah. Daddy Bush, you know. Um, that's what I call him, Daddy Bush. Daddy but Bush. Uh, Daddy, I signed up. <laughs> Daddy and, Bush and is I, gray. 
I was getting ready to uh, go into boot camp, and then all of a sudden, this shit's over, and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to go in now, you know, so it, uh, I ended up going, and damn near got kicked out during boot camp. Oh, uh, wow, man. I, dude, I was young, dumb, had a uh, serious, serious attitude. I was going to say, you had a chip on your shoulder, huh? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I did. You know, I was uh, I was the only son, um, you know, and... Yeah, a huge chip on my shoulder. So. Well, I, I, at least you, you you serve some, and we all appreciate that. For yeah, sure. for sure. Because I know I never did. I, my, my parents wouldn't let me, and Rum couldn't do it because he was broken. Well, I, all I did was cut hair. So all I all I wanted to do was join, and they wouldn't let me freaking do it. <laughs> yeah, he was broken, and he couldn't do it. Man, uh, they, I I went to I, I told this not too long ago, but I went to every. You know, they would send the recruiters to your schools. Yeah. And they sent every recruiter there. I went to every freaking <laughs> meeting. I'm ready to sign papers for whoever would take me. And they were like, no, bro. You no, can't you can't do it. Army Army's where I really wanted to go. You I see, really wanted Army. I told you, I, I, they do not take special people in the military. Yeah, I, I actually originally wanted to go into the Air Force. That's what oh, my, that's a nice, They always say the Air Force is the best food. That's what my dad served in. That's what my uh, second stepdad served in. Actually, I, where I spent a lot of time up in uh, Massachusetts, uh, mm. up on Cape Cod. So, well, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, Air Force is is, uh, is nice. I, I know Wayne. Your dad said he didn't have a great time in it, but oh, he was all right. He just he just didn't uh, he didn't want that for me. You know what I'm saying? Like he was just kind of like, no, you're not going to do that. No, me, I, I really wanted to do it, man. I wanted to go in. I wanted to be a demolitions expert. I wanted to blow shit up. Yeah, and now and now you just. Do it. Blow shit up without. Yeah. See, and you became an expert without them. I made uh, back to the band thing real quick. I made pyrotechnics one time for a band in high school. Yeah. I used the name uh, of the flash. band. Was, the name of the band was Great White. No, <laughs> was not Great White. But uh, they they wanted. Uh, he said, "Man, you you know how to do all this stuff." I was, and I just was like, "I don't know where you heard this. Maybe because I've blown stuff up in the past." Uh, but um, could have been. Yeah, I could. I could probably make you some flash pods. Um, so I did. I used, you know, coffee cans and did the whole thing and the flash powder. Well, I, I didn't have it, the mix quite right. And when they did set it off, the first ones went off great. It was the second ones because it was Friday and I had shit to do. I did the last ones too quick. Um, they blew up in, uh, uh, up in Ray Moyer's face and took off his eyebrows and half his hair. He looked like a surprised monk. Beautiful. Yeah. It was pretty, in, it was interesting. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. The good old days. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Um, look at us now. Yeah, look at us now. Now we're just talking about it. <laughs> because we're too old to move anymore. I guess. I don't know. Um, speaking of which, uh, being too old to move, we're going to take another few seconds here, and we are going to play the new sports segment right here. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Rusty got us some good ones, and... Uh, you know, so here we go. This is uh, the Wacky World, the sports featuring the big one himself, Rusty. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sports. The thrill of victory. And the agony of defeat. Hi, everybody. Oh, false start. That's seven points removed for Gryffindor. And oh, a surprise finger in the... 
Flippy one, flippy two, flippy three, aerial spready, flippy four, descending spready, bouncing jack in a box, spready, Sonya Blade high kick, roly poly, Jackie Chan bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right, grab your socks and hold your jocks. It's Sports Talk with the big man himself, Rusty. Yeah. Howdy, kids. It's your old buddy Big One back at you again today. And I uh, found something very, very interesting that entertained the ever-loving shit out of me. So I figured I'd pop on and share it with you and the girls and let you get a good laugh out of it as well. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this tale from the wacky world of sports. Today I have for you an event in England. Once again, like I stated before, people in England must be really bored. I don't know how they keep coming up with this wacky shit. But you know what? Whatever. This is how they entertain themselves. I keep finding it on the internet. It entertains me. Nobody's hurt. Everything's good. Anyway. This event is called the Cooper's Hill Cheese Rolling. It is. It was started as early as 1826 in England, and uh, apparently it is named the Cooper's Hill Cheese Rolling because the name of the hill that they roll this cheese down is called Cooper's Hill. Go figure. They worked really hard on that fucking name, didn't they? Anywho, what they do is is they get a gigantic. Seven to nine pound wheel of cheese and roll it down this damn hill. And then competitors race down the hill after the roll of cheese. And apparently the first person to cross the finish line wins the giant wheel of cheese. Um, now this seems like some childish shit, but apparently it's big stuff over there in England. Um, a lot of people get hurt doing this crap, too. Uh, let's see here. In 1993, it says 15 people were injured and four were seriously injured. And this is due to how steep this damn hill is. And the terrain, I guess the hill's got rocks and little holes and all kind of shit through it. And you're busting ass down this hill trying to catch this giant roll of cheese. You ain't paying attention where you're going. Boom, you step in a hole, you blow a fucking knee out, you twist an ankle, whatever. And I don't know if any of you folks ever tried to run downhill at full speed, but when you run downhill at full speed, you generally tend to pick up a little bit more men more momentum than your body can handle, and you're going to end up falling head over feet, forward face down on this damn hill. And uh, I don't know if you folks know how gravity works, but... Uh, if you fall on your face on a hill, you're not just going to stop. You're going to start rolling down the hill, rolling over with your body, flipping back and forth and back and forth. And you hit a big-ass rock, bam, that's going to fuck you up pretty good. Um, Let's see here. It says, in recent, in recent years, not recent years, in recent years, the cheese wheel has been replaced with a foam replica of the giant cheese wheel. Due to safety issues. So I guess people get rolled over by the big block of cheese? I don't know. That sounds like a hell of a way to go. I mean, 
you got to be pretty damn fast because apparently they give this giant wheel of cheese a head start. You got to be pretty goddamn fast and run down this wheel of cheese and get in front of it. And then when you get in front of it, you fall. The cheese isn't going to get out of your way. That some bitch is going right over the top of you. That's probably going to hurt. Seven to nine pounds of cheese coming downhill at a pretty good clip. You fall on your fucking face, and once you're finished tumble setting down this damn hill, you sit up, and all of a sudden, bam, you're JFK'd in the back of the head with a giant wheel of cheese. That's going to hurt. That's going to fuck you up pretty good. Um, okay, it says, uh, even if you win with the giant replica wheel of cheese, you still get the giant wheel of cheese, so that's good. So if you run down there and you win, they don't give you the fake wheel of cheese. They give you a real wheel of cheese, so... You know, the incentive to win is still there. But maybe you won't get hurt. You get hit in the back of the head with a phone. It's like getting shot with a Nerf gun. It doesn't really hurt that bad. Unless you get shot in the nuts with a Nerf gun. That still hurts. Um, These English, boy, I'm going to tell you what. They must, they, they, there's just not, not a whole lot to do on that side of the, the pond there, folks. I mean, they're chasing wheels of cheese downhill. I don't get it. I, I don't understand it. But hey, that's what they like to do. All the power to them. I mean, it's entertaining for me to read this shit. So I might have to take a trip over to England one time and watch some of this crazy shit I've been talking to you folks about. That way, I have a you know a third a first first person view of it. That would make the uh, the wacky world of sports report a little more entertaining. Um, yeah, yeah, cheese rolling, giant roll of cheese. That shit's happening. Just remember that next time you go to the grocery store and you see one of them big-ass wheels of cheese sitting out by the cheese display, just look at it and go, you know what? I can go to England and win one of them. I just got to start training. The harder I train, the better off I'm going to be. And I can win that roll of cheese. Just some crazy shit, folks. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Cheese rolling. Eh, well, all right, folks. That's all I got for you. I uh, hope you enjoyed uh, listening to me talk to you about this as much as I enjoyed reading about it. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's all I got. Rolling cheese. All right, folks, hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye now. That's seven points removed for Gryffindor. And oh, a surprise finger in the... Flippy one, flippy two, flippy three, aerial spready, flippy four, descending spready, bouncing jack-in-a-box spready, Sonya Blade high kick, roly-poly, Jackie Chan bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you. So, I really hope you guys learned something from that sports segment right there, because I didn't. He does a great job. He does. He really does. He's really putting a lot of effort into this, and uh, I'm proud of him, because, you I think know. It's great. I because think, he doesn't. I think they're hysterical. He doesn't put a lot of effort into anything else. <laughs> oh, fucker. man. But well, um, what else do you do, man? Are you you there in Tennessee? You, you you you've got your show. You've got the birthday thing coming up, the big birthday bash. Yeah, um, I'm also a marketing coordinator for uh, Lady Luck Casino, which is in Carothersville, Missouri. Awesome. Oh, cool. So I get to um, uh, help out. With, well, help run the weekend promotions and stuff like that. Um, I'm an MC. Uh, I pretty much took that over as soon as I got into the spot. The other guy was. I mean, he's good, but damn, you can barely understand him. 
And so they gave me the microphone. And actually, it was kind of funny. My first night there, he's like, hey, let's let's uh, test the new guy. And and here, have the microphone. Yeah, you uh, fucked up, buddy. You fucked up. So uh, <laughs> it's been my microphone ever since. Uh, that's awesome. I mean, basically, he ended up eating his words. I guess he was trying to put me on the spot, and, and you know, he wanted to see me fuck up. You know, naturally, I did a little bit because, you know, on that microphone, I can't say what the fuck I want to say, you know. Exactly. I have to watch my, my mouth and, you know, um, so. Well, that's cool, man. That's a, man, that's a, that's a lot you got going on. Well, I'm also in school for a media communications uh, certificate. and. What? Yeah, and believe it or not, I also do, I still dabble in film. Um, I do some short films, and uh, I've actually shot a music video for one of our local bands up here, too, so. Oh, really cool. That's fucking cool. Dude, you need to. trades, master of none. Hey, man, you need to, you need to, uh, you know, send us some of those, those shorts. I'd love to see them. Um, some of them are on YouTube. I've got to actually go through and clean up my YouTube channel, because there's some shit on there that, uh, well. That's what YouTube is for, stupid shit. Right, right. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 I can do that. I can do that. Yeah, because we'd lo- really I'd love to cool. see it, man. And I, we know we know a few, uh, 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 some some movie directors and, and a bunch of shit. So, yeah, that's pretty fucking yeah, cool I, shit, man. Yeah, um, I actually was going to school for uh, cinematography, digital cinematography, and I had to drop out of that due to student loans. But um, it made it, man, it makes it so fucking difficult to watch movies because... I know, oh, I know how they did that. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I could do that. I, I'm not even sitting here watching or listening to, or you know paying attention to the story. I'm paying attention to how the fuck they did this, how they did that effect, this effect, you know. Um, That's it, cool, though, because you've got a little bit of an inside view of it, which is... It was yeah, like, but it ruins the movie for me, you know? <laughs> it just... So I have to, you know, well, the first time. It, it ruins it for the first time, and then I'll go back and watch it again, except uh, here recently... Um, I've been trying to catch up on every fucking Marvel film um, because the, the the trailer for uh, Endgame came out and yeah. I watched and I I had previously before that before that I had only watched um, Iron Man. That's it. Really? Before, yeah, I had, I had not gotten to watch any of the others, and well, because I quit watching movies for a while because of my problem. Well. That trailer came out, man, and I have been sitting here. I'm on Google every fucking day looking up theories and <laughs> for leaks and, you know, all this shit. And then I've been trying to catch up on every one of them. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. So Thank cool. goodness for Netflix and Hulu. <laughs> right, what right. Do you, what, what do you think of the, uh, speaking of superhero movies, uh, that, that new one coming out, the, uh, the Captain Marvel movie? I'm anxious to see it. Um, I don't give a shit about the political agenda. That's so many people say is behind it. Well, you know? Well, you know, honestly, I don't either. But like all those films are fucking so political. But it doesn't. Well, I, don't, yeah. I don't know why they have to throw politics into something that's well, supposed to be entertaining. But no, but it's all a, but comic books have always been political, guys. They've yeah, always to been. a point. Yeah, no, he's got a point. He's got a point. No, I mean, they, they you got have. Captain America knocking the shit out of Hitler. Right. You know, you know I mean, it's always there's it's always been a politic, you know, it's, politics. It's true, but it's it, it's like they're trying to insert. I mean, that's that. Those stories had their own politics when they were written, right? right? Right. So now they're trying to adapt and throw in new shit that doesn't need to be associated with it, yeah. to to try to further a, a an obscure cause that they think we're going to pick out. I I don't understand. I just I just want to watch the movie to watch the movie and be entertained. Exactly. I want to watch it because I want to see how it ties into the others. You know, because this yeah. is basically 
this this is this is going to predate well with the exception of uh, what uh, Captain America first Avenger right yes still yeah. yeah it would be first Avenger and then it's supposed to be Captain Marvel in the you know the, the Marvel timeline um I'm anxious to see it just because of the badass effects that looks like you know that I've seen in the trailer I want to know how Nick Fury lost his eye because yeah. I'm sure the cat did it um and, uh, <laughs> man, I'm telling you I have been Ever since that fucking in-game trailer, the first one came out, uh, I, I, that's all I've done, man, is, is just read and read and read all these uh, theories and ideas about this. And, of course, you know, some of them I'm, I'm reading, I'm, I'm laughing my ass off saying, oh, this guy does not have an imagination. You know? Okay, I'm, I'm going to ask you a very important question since we're talking about uh, comic book movies and comic book characters real quick. Very okay. important question. Who makes a better Nick Fury? Is it Samuel L. Jackson mm -hmm. or The Hoff? David Hasselhoff. Man, see, I, so that's right. Hoff did play uh, Fury. Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. Well, well see, I, I don't remember the Hoff's version. Um, I'm a big fan of Samuel Jackson. Okay. As a matter of fact, uh, between him or Morgan Freeman, if I had one of them to uh, narrate my life, I'd have to go with Sam Jackson because I need a few more motherfuckers in there. <laughs> so. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I stole that off Facebook. You know that. But uh, you know what? It'd be a well, no, that'd be kind of a gross situation if Samuel L. Jackson and Morgan Freeman had a love child. That would be weird. But that would be the perfect character to narrate someone's life. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or but, hey, you got to throw in James Earl Jones in there too, though. He's oh, loved yeah. to do. This. Yeah. Matter of fact, I've got a promotion coming up uh, at work soon where I actually, yeah, that's another thing I get to do at the casino is dress up. Um, so I get these that they buy me these whacked out suits like last month i wore um a red suit with white hearts all over it um <laughs> i saw I that i saw that on your video yeah yeah yes yes uh for the uh that other uh the rooster report thing i'm doing yeah, yeah um beautiful so yeah i've got an entire suit like that i've got one that's uh it's yellow with confetti all over it um they've let me dress up as a pirate um Ooh. so you know I, I get to do fun shit like that but uh I forgot where I was going with the story, man. <laughs> but he likes to play dress up. Is what it yes. builds up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. cool though, man. And they they just they just buy you the stuff and they just Well, see, yeah, what had happened was <laughs> um we had this promotion come up and I looked over at my supervisor and I was like, Hey, guess what? I, I've got a pirate outfit at home. Can I wear it for this? She's like, Oh hell yeah, hell yeah, do it, do it, do it. And ever since then they're like what, so what are you dressing up for next month or as uh, next? Oh no, what are you yeah. Up as next month, I'm like, whatever. You, oh, now I know where I was going with the story. Um, <laughs> James Earl Jones. Um, we've got a promotion coming up where I get to actually dress up as Darth Vader. So, oh, awesome. oh, that's cool. It's gonna be fun. My my general manager, the the main guy over the casino, he's like, hey, so uh, I've got this uh, Darth Vader costume. When are you gonna wear it for a promotion? And then come to find out that they actually created a promotion, I think. I think they actually created a promotion to where I had to dress up as Darth That's Vader. amazing. But it's good you're probably not dressing up as James Earl Jones. Oh, this is true. Yeah, especially especially awful. nowadays with the blackface thing going on. Yeah. That, that probably wouldn't go over as well as... No, especially especially Darth in this area, yeah. So. Yeah, what was that? Was that Lil Wayne? Of course. All right, kid. Say Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> He's eating my microphone. 
Uh, so anyway, look, man, I, I, I we're getting to that point where we gotta, well, I gotta cut the show and end. Um, but it was fucking incredible having you on, dude. It was so much Average. fun, dude. Uh, you guys I'm have to do it again. You you gotta come back on, man. You have to. Oh, absolutely, man. Whenever you'll have me. I, next time I'll try not to talk so much. No, oh, that, you did that, fine. That's the whole okay. point of having you. <laughs> oh well, okay, all right. So we don't have yeah, to talk but- as much. Oh, got it, got it. I got to remember that. See, See that's I'm actually not... why I let Eric do all the talking on the show, See. so I don't have to talk. Well, there you go. Well, I think it's, I think it's uh, yeah, guys. Like he said, I think it's great you came on. And uh, please uh, remind everybody uh, about your show and the events you have coming up. All right, so um, coming up in uh, was it March twenty third? We're gonna actually be back in the uh, Prairieville, Louisiana area with uh, hanging out with Nine Slug for their. I believe they call it the Slug Fest or Slug Ball. Uh, something like that. That's that's not going to be any uh, show related. That's just us coming down there and hanging the fuck out and having a good time. Um, coming up on April 27th, uh, we're having our third year anniversary, the Cock and Crow show. Uh, we've been doing it for three years, and we're like, hey, let's let's do a show. So um, right now we've got uh, the venue, which is going to be at the Naked Turtle here in uh, Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, right now we've got Nine Slug and Ball Dog Project, uh, both from uh, Southern Louisiana. Um, and then we're trying to book one more band. Um, but you know, the, uh, cock and crow show, we go live every Tuesday night on Facebook. Um, so yeah, around seven Oh five ish, uh, central standard Very time. Cool. Very cool. Well, once again, thank you so much, man. For yeah, coming dude, on. it was fun to have you on, man. And, uh, like I said, you you're always welcome on this show, man. Anytime you want to, if you use anything you want to promote or anything you want to do, hit me up and we'll get you on here. Absolutely, man. I, I, I greatly appreciate it, man. I've, I've enjoyed it. Awesome. Awesome. All right. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us, Brian. It was really fun to have you, man. And, I've had uh, a great time, man. as always, I was your host, Wayne. I'm the rum guy. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to keep it, keep it, keep it, metal! This is Mitch Rafter of Gornoir Magazine, Lucky Fuck Clothing, and Nosferatu Festival. And you're listening to Metal Hand of God podcast. Fuck yeah! Adieu, adieu, parting is such sweet sorrow. Go ahead and run. Run home and cry to mama. Get the fuck out. Okay, then. That's it. <laughs>